You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumer. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumer. You know, Mary, I think I have been a true blue Biden guy for a very long time. For instance, back when Hillary Clinton uh, ran that year when Biden was still uh, uh, vice president, I thought he was the right candidate. Uh, when you know things emerged, I certainly was a Bernie Sanders guy. I support. I worked for Bernie, but I always kind of felt you know Joe Biden will be the grown up, and I I accepted he's competent. Uh, he would be able to work across the aisle, uh, and. For the you know there were two reasons I think he was elected president. Uh, he wasn't Donald Trump, and he would help get us out of COVID. I'm not feeling that good today. I really am not. I well, he isn't. I, he isn't Donald Trump. No, he's not Donald Trump. I got that that part. But and I don't think you know Joe Biden didn't create the Omicron variant, any of the rest of these. But doesn't it feel to you? like we are once again unprepared for a wave of COVID? Sure. I mean, it's funny that um, that Biden is now taking the heat on this, and he's probably thinking, oh, well, I'm better than Trump. But is he? Because this testing situation, you know, in other words, to say there are mitigate ways to mitigate the spread, and one of them is tests. And why were they so flat-footed on the availability of tests? That should have been in the works. And I think it's something that he can't blame anybody else for. He can't blame Trump. He can't blame um, the fact that a lot of Republicans aren't getting vaccinated. That's clearly part of what's happening, but it's not the whole story. Part of it, John, too, is you know, he's like, oh, I'm giving vaccines to the rest of the world. But they should have had a Marshall Plan to get the whole freaking world vaccinated. Because as long as you have low vaccination rates in the rest of the world, it almost doesn't matter what's happening in the United States. Because we're going to continue to have wave after wave. And you know how when you listen to it now and it says, well, if you're not vaccinated, you might die. And if you have vaccination, you might get sick. And if you're boosted, you won't really get sick at all. Okay, so what is that telling me? That even though I'm vaccinated and boosted, boosted, I don't know what the right way to say that, um, I'm still going to get kind of flu-like symptoms. And my Christmas party still got canceled. And there are shows canceling in Broadway, right? The Cleveland Browns lost last night because their quarterbackers are. That stuff that's affecting our data which did not start in the United States. It started in Southern Africa. Well, you're right. And I think it is this day in, day out uh, thing that that really catches Americans' attentions. Maybe this is too trivial, but uh, I drove over to, the, uh, to two pharmacies really yesterday and asked both the pharmacists, do you have uh, at-home tests? And they said, no. So do you have any idea when you're going to get them? Nope, we don't. So that now has a concrete quality to me. And 
maybe I miss totally understand totally misunderstanding it, but the president is saying that the government has, I think, correct me if I'm wrong in this, half a billion tests, and they're going to set up a website, and uh, if you want one, you go on the website and they'll send you one. Wait a minute, what are you doing sitting there with half a billion tests? Exactly. Why aren't those distributed? Why are people waiting in lines in New York for two hours to get a test? And if if the test is what's going to allow us to continue to live a normal life, meaning I'm going to test before I go to a party, I'm, then why aren't they widely available? Because otherwise people are just like, I don't feel sick, so I'm going. And then everybody gets sick i mean today i saw on morning joe steve ratner you know that guy he always has yeah. the charts yeah so he said i've been super careful but i went to a dinner the other night you had to be vaccinated and have a test and and it turns out it was kind of a super spreader event i mean somebody tested negative but the test missed that they had the virus and all these people got sick and he has covid now he's boosted so he's not very ill but you cannot put that genie back in the bottle if people are continuing to live their lives um, without knowing if they're spreading. And nobody's doing it on purpose, right? It's just, and, and I do get the, the frustration of the, um, the public health officials because they're like, well, we're telling people to get vaccinated, to get boosted and to wear masks. But you don't wear masks at a social event if there's food and drink. Otherwise, say you go to a social event, but there's no food, no drink. That's not going to happen. So I, I, I do think that, um, that uh, Biden came in, they got those vaccines out. They were like, oh, yeah, we got this thing under control. And somehow they didn't know. And whether the docs didn't know, the Fauci's didn't know, or the thing is just so out of control. There's there's nothing to be done till it burns itself out, which is possible too. Well, it is, but it feels like we are at a point of a huge, we call it a mental shift about this. That a year ago, and as the virus uh, vaccines and everything, you know, became available, we thought we now know a way to end this. It's going to go go away, whether we did it the right way or not. That that was the paradigm that we were working under. And doesn't it feel like we're having to change that paradigm to we now have to figure out how to live with this because it's not going to go away? Exactly. I, I think it is. That's exactly right, John. And that is a big shift in and human beings are very adaptable. So we will adapt to it. I'll tell you this funny story. So our youngest brother, who's a very clever human, he said, he goes, I'm thinking this is a big marketing opportunity. So if you're, you know, a big company, you start to say, oh, Christmas in July for the north, the northern part of the country, right? For Europe. So we start celebrating Christmas in July because this is our second Christmas where we can't really celebrate with family. He said 20 years from now, when everybody's celebrating Christmas in July, they'd be like, I wonder why we celebrate Christmas in July. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I thought it's such a great idea because, um, and I, then I heard someone else say, oh, I'm going to have my Christmas party in July because we have come to accept in the North 
that we will not be gathering for the holidays as we have traditionally done. If every single time the weather changes, we go inside and everybody gets sick. You know, that could work because, I mean, Amazon could do it in a flash because they already created prime days. Those are in July, aren't they? Prime day holidays. And so they simply rename prime days Christmas. And if you did it effectively, you could, you know, use a good slogan like prime. It's the reason for the season. <laughs> or COVID. It's the reason for the season. Oh, I, I don't know. Super but, you know. <laughs> what I was thinking about, because uh, somebody just mentioned to me as well, same thing you laid out, that if you are boosted, you can get it, but you're not probably not going to be very sick. You'll you'll be okay. And I've had several people bring up to me, well, shouldn't we just go ahead and get Omicron? If we're not going to get very sick, uh, somebody said, is that really any different that we experienced getting boosted. A lot of us felt sick after that, and that would make us immune. But here's the problem I've been thinking about with that. Even though I may not get very sick, aren't I a carrier at that point? And don't I risk going to uh, Walgreens, trying to get some tests and infecting somebody else there, standing in line at at Walgreens or, right. you know, I'm a teacher. But we're right back to where we were, John, almost two years ago, where so many of the doctors saying, we don't know. Don't know. I don't know whether if you're boosted, you will not be a carrier. Maybe only people who are unvaccinated or unboosted can actually have enough viral load to spread it. They don't know. So again, we're just like regular people. I'm somebody who did very poorly in the sciences in high school yeah. and college. And you're asking me to make these judgments? I don't know how to make these judgments. I hire someone to manage my money. I hire someone to clean my house. Why wouldn't I hire someone to figure out whether I'm a carrier of COVID or not? Absolutely so I, right. And there are so many things to come out. I mean, somebody also mentioned the other day, well, the real danger is among older people. They're based on nothing. That's what they thought. On Sunday, I went to a Baroque uh, brass and choral holiday concert. It, it was jam-packed. You have never seen so many old people in your life. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They Had they given out an award for the youngest person in that audience at the age of 71, I might have won it. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> and it was in a church, the Alice, Alice Miller Chapel at Northwestern, which is absolutely beautiful. But we're not even sitting in individual seats or anything like that. We're in church pews all jammed together with all these people. Now, we had masks on. We had to show our card that we were vaccinated coming in. Uh, I actually did not feel any kind of nervousness or anything like that. But Pam said afterwards, maybe you should have felt some nervousness. And I mean, she's always kind of thought opera was going to be the thing that killed me anyway. <laughs> so, so maybe it's a... But you know, I, heard, I heard a statistic. I, I, I just celebrated my 65th birthday. I heard a statistic on my birthday that terrified me, which is that one in every 100 Americans over 65 died from COVID since March 2020. And I thought, I'm in that category. And one in 100 is not very many. It's a lot of people. 
that yeah. can, you know a hundred people. Absolutely. I mean, if we heard that one in a hundred people around here got hit by a car, we wouldn't walk out on the street. Honestly. So I do think to go back to your Baroque concert, I think old people are first we don't have that many places to go and that much stuff to do and i think they're cautious because they know that kind of statistic and they know people who have died the folks that i think are least and this is really a generalization but they say the least vaccinated group is like you know 20 to 35 oh so, i never i don't hang out with them i'm okay exactly except my kids and they're vaccinated so i'm not yeah. worried about it so I, I do think that there are cohorts or groups of people that are more at risk and old people are at risk if you get it, but not as so much risk of catching it because you're just not around. I mean, yeah. that's why people in nursing homes have trouble because the people who work there are young. Yeah. And, and unless, unless they're forcing them to be vaccinated, which I can't understand how you could work in a nursing home and not be vaccinated, but different issue. So I don't know. I mean, to go back to your original point, John, which I think is a good one, is that it's really the, and maybe there's nothing that can be done again about it, but the weaknesses of the Biden administration are really showing themselves. Um, and, and we can all feel it in our day-to-day -day lives because whereas we had hoped that we were going to be able to move past this, we're just in the thick of it again. And there is no one to blame but the federal government. And they own that because they said, we're gonna take care of it. Yeah. No, I think you're exactly right. And it, you know, I think it's going to be a real challenge for Biden. He has got to show that he's taking action. I mean, that's crucial. We're all gonna look for, for that. But he's pretty circumscribed uh, as to what kinds of action he can take. You know, the obvious action, I think, is vaccination mandate, but we know everything that's going on to try and keep him from, from that. Uh, a website where you can get a free test, yeah, good idea, I'm, I'm good with that. I don't think shutting down the economy is the answer now. First, I just don't even think that would do anything. No, it's not, that's not it. I do think maybe a website and the test comes in the mail, which is a mess, Maybe if they took those tests and gave them to CVS, like the lot, you can get tests at the library here, take them to libraries, take them to post offices, take them to places where, you know, maybe they're not commercial ventures and you can get tests, distribute them widely, set up food trucks in the, you know, like in New York city and say, here's a test, here's a test, here's a test. That I think would help. I mean, I don't know what time Biden is speaking today, and he's supposed to be speaking on this today, but um, and the Sixth Circuit is allowing the OSHA mandate to go forward. So you will have vaccine. Um, I've been working with a client on it today um, that everybody should be, who works for an employer of 100 or more should be vaccinated by the middle, the end at least of next month. What's interesting is that the OSHA standard was a temporary standard thinking, oh, by the summer, we won't need to do this. I think you're going to be vaccinating people for years to come. Yeah. And the interesting thing about that, John, is even I can, can be hesitant about the government requiring vaccines because today it's called, what if it's, everybody has to get a flu vaccine? 
Um, everyone over 35 has to show proof of having gotten mumps, measles, rubella, you know? So it's, a, it's a whole other conversation. We're out of time, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a hard problem to solve. So I'm trying yeah. to, I'm trying to give everyone grace in this moment, but Biden, you want to be present all your life, fix it. Yeah. I did find one thing at the Baroque concert. It, it was really crowded. We were really jammed into this aisle. So I coughed a couple of times and loudly said, I don't feel like I can taste or smell anymore. Boy, did that aisle clean up. Yeah, exactly. If you want the whole aisle to yourself, that's the Oh, man. I had space all over the place. All right. Talk to all you right, later. Bye. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.